0: This is the WTIP Boundary Waters Podcast. This is the wilderness that Dave and I were both introduced to as kids, you know, our first wilderness camping experiences were in the Boundary Waters. And in summer, you wake up, you swim through the lake, you have breakfast, then you can relax,
1: you can go paddling, you can go hiking.
0: We've done this trip before to Horseshoe Lake and I remember catching walleye there before.
1: I went on a canoe trip in the Boundary Waters and it's, it was really cool, it was my first time.
0: The route from Ram Lake back to Poplar Lake with, with no
2: packs, with, with only a day pack, uh, we take it in one day. Well you can look to Venus, you can look to Mars, I will set my sights by the Northern Star and in the deep dark blue come the northern lights. Oh and in the deep dark blue
3: Welcome to episode 72 of the WTIP Boundary Waters Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Fredericks, here with the Walleye Slayer. Matthew Baxley? (laughs)
0: That's (laughs) right.
3: I mean, on rare form. Just put on a clinic of a walleye show here in the last half hour on this beautiful lake, right on the edge of the wilderness. One of those half-in, half-out type lakes where you can find some walleye on a summer evening and got off to this slow start. Well, kind of morale was low, had some problem with the bait. The leeches were no good, essentially, and just nothing happening. It was kind of a weird vibe in the air, even. Some echoes off the lake from a campsite nearby and just kind of like... Ooh,
0: that show your slippers went down. We got a bobber down.
3: Uh, okay, I'll just I'll um, take over
0: from here yeah so it was slow when we moved spots we ran into actually some friends a buddy paddling uh with his kids out doing some fishing they stopped by chatted and Ooh. joe just set the hook on the slip bobber what do you got there we'll put him back. Uh a little bitty walleye thank you friend so uh we came back here kind of thinking that fishing was just going to be a no-go for the day for the evening and ready to head back and thought we'd hit this spot one more time and switched to crawlers which we rarely do and didn't think would work but we're still catching some
3: yeah been great out here tonight and matthew just was nailing one after the other got to get going here in a bit so uh it's we're yeah and uh we're gonna head into the boundary waters on this episode with a friend from the past just a few days ago, we rendezvoused
0: with somebody who you heard from in episode one. Not going to tell you who. and uh, season one. Sorry, season one. Thank you. No Germans in this episode. <laughs> and uh, got to spend just a lot of time hanging out in the wilderness with somebody who is deeply inspirational to us both and
3: I think to many of you, our listeners. With that in mind, let's head to beautiful Brule Lake.
0: Well, I'm sitting here on the shore of Brule Lake, the Boundary Waters Canoe Area Wilderness. And I have had the pleasure of spending the last couple hours with a friend of the podcast and uh, somebody that we talked to back in Season 1. And when you hear this voice, if you listened back that far, maybe it'll sound familiar. Could you introduce yourself?
1: Uh, Mark Zimmer?
0: For those folks who maybe didn't listen back that far in the podcast or haven't been listening from the beginning can you catch folks up on what you've been doing out here this season and where it started
1: and how you got here um well i usually just spend my summers out in the boundary waters um this is my ninth or tenth season this year was a little different a little bit slower start with the ice off and everything otherwise everything's been going pretty good if we finally got a bunch of water which was great, uh, makes for good berries. So all the animals and everything should be happy this year, which is nice because the last couple of years have been hard on everything. You've been observing that firsthand, Mark.
0: When you, most people say they like to spend their summers in the Boundary Waters, they may mean uh, at a lakeside cabin. They may mean their their two-week trip that they get to go on every year. When you say that you spend your summers in the Boundary Waters, it actually means some spring and all the summer and into the fall.
1: So when did your trip when did your trip get started this year? Uh, this year I think my permit was for May fifteenth. I'm pretty sure it was, and then I'll usually I'll, I'll probably stay till mid October. So I guess that's really only five months this year. So that's about a month less than I'll usually do. But I mean hopefully we get, you know, a warm a warm fall and then who knows how long I'll be here, you know. I guess, I don't know, everything's still kind of, like, the blueberries and everything, a lot of them are still green in certain spots, so, like, hopefully that's an indication that things will stay warm for a little while, but hard to say. (laughs) You're going to find out. I'll find out.
0: You're referencing blueberries. There's a way that you've learned to exist out here in these spaces that allows for ease of travel and, uh... Sort of sustaining yourself that you've really cultivated over the years, tell folks a little bit about how you live with the land while you're out here for this period of time.
1: I guess everything I just kind of go along with everything um When I first came up here, I guess I just looked at everything as scenery and and now, when I look at everything it's 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 still scenery and it's still just as beautiful but But everything has a name and everything has a meaning and a purpose now. Um, So it's just the relationship that I've formed with it has just gotten a lot closer. And uh, it's really been fun to experience. Yeah, so the name and purpose.
0: uh, Maybe for some examples, this time of year, what are some of the names and purposes of things that you're spending, plants and and things like that that you're spending a lot of time with?
1: Well, now that we're in the summer, it's... It's more berry season, you know, so I mean, like, you know, in the spring, you'll get a lot more greens and everything, and then you don't want to eat them as much in the summer because they're just not as tasty, you know. Um, Of course, they still supplement, you know, you still supplement, you know, certain things with different spices and everything like that, you know, because, I mean, everything's got its own flavor, and, you you know, you get to enjoy each, whatever you like, you know, you get. um, You referenced, like, uh, three pounds of blueberries, I think, earlier. Oh, yeah, and the one photo. Well, it's a really good blueberry year, you know. And then I just seen a squirrel eating some hazelnuts, you know, so that means that the hazelnuts are starting to ripen up. So, I mean, that's one more opportunity for food, you know, which is high in calcium, you know, and the berries are high in vitamins and everything, but I don't think they got the, the calcium that the hazelnuts. Maybe, I got, I have no idea, I guess, really. But, um,
0: <laughs> no one, No one's going to fat, fat <laughs> you up yet, ever. Anyway. Right, yeah, <laughs> you know.
1: Uh, but But, I mean, like you know and it's kind of i mean like over over in ely you know like the blueberries were a little bit ahead of what they are over on the gunflint side here right now um but up up on the end of the trail um you know they're they're pretty they're pretty much blooming over there but then southern side over here gets to be a little bit uh a little bit greener which is nice because you know because i mean that means that you know the, the season is longer which produces more food for everybody you know um you know, as opposed to having a two-week berry season, well, I mean, that's pretty short. You know, I mean, realistically, you can get them for about a month, but instead of a month, you know, you can get them for six weeks. So, you know, that's a big difference. mm mm-hmm. Yeah. You've been crisscrossing your way
0: through the Boundary Waters, uh, traveling in a way that you don't have an agenda when you're out here. Uh, you are just kind of going where you want as you feel it, and you're... Forging for a lot of your food along the way in the food category what are some of your f- most favorite foods to come across and what are s- <laughs> some of your
3: uh <laughs> <laughs> barefoot paddler beware is that you freddy swamp creatures
2: is that it a-
0: Skinny dipping Joe Fredericks just swam up to us and out of Brule Lake.
2: Ah! Ah!
3: <laughs>
0: there he goes. Did you see that or is that just me?
1: I think that was real. <laughs> Bear
3: witness to my bearers. There's
0: a <laughs> Uh That really just happened. Uh, I'm sure you do a lot of that when you're out here, huh?
1: Uh, yeah, there's no reason to wear clothes when you're by yourself all the time. Mm. Unless you're going through, like, you know, woods and stuff like that, but, you know, what's being nude?
0: Mm. <laughs> there's a lot of freedom out here for you, isn't there?
1: <laughs> you can do whatever you want when you're by yourself, mm. you know? They're just, you know, I mean, it's not like you're doing anything crazy, you're by yourself, you know? But, I mean, like, you can do whatever you want. But I mean, like, how crazy are you gonna get? Right. <laughs> you
0: know? I mean, uh, in the scheme of things, for some folks, uh, swimming naked in a lake is crazy. I would imagine you have a bit, a bit of a different spectrum.
1: I mean, it's just swimming naked, and it's just whatever. I mean, it is. It's a it is. bath. <laughs> it's a bath, right? <laughs> yeah. <Yep>. yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> know. I don't know. <laughs> the water's pretty warm now. I mean, this ain't. You know, this is the time to do it. It'd be embarrassing to get out of that water when it was a little colder for him. <laughs> yes. right? We'd be yes. laughing in a different way.
0: <laughs> Just for the record, Joe Fredericks did not get out of the water. Uh... <laughs> well, Mark, I was gonna ask you, do you have some favorite foods that you love to come across up here in the Boreal Forest and some least favorite foods that you end up having to consume out
1: of necessity? Um, well, I mean, nothing that I have to consume out of necessity, I mean, I wouldn't say, but I mean, like, uh, them mountain ash berries are pretty, pretty gross, and, uh, Mm -hmm. I, I guess I've acquired a taste for a few other things, like Canada Mayflower. At first, I really didn't like them too much. I also am really not a huge fan of gooseberries, um, but that's just personal preference, you know what I mean? But, like, I found a few golden currants up here, um, which, which are really, really good, but, um... Yeah, they're only in a couple spots. But uh, but otherwise, like, I really like, like uh, dewberries are probably one of my favorites. Super good. Um, and I then uh, and I They're like... abundant
0: right now. Dewberries? Or they uh... are by the shore, at least. Are they?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah now I guess I haven't been finding too many of them really right now. They're earlier um, in the season probably Yeah, yeah, a little bit earlier. But then I then again I did find a couple strawberries yesterday too. So that was kind of kind of nice. And they're having a good year this year. Strawberries are great. Yeah. Yeah, I'm assuming down by the shore that the thimbleberries will probably be really really good this year too. Soon. Yeah. Sorry, they Soon. Not come, come yet. Yep. yep, Yeah, cuz we we really don't There's thimbleberries in the western or in the eastern side of the boundary waters and then like there's a line Kind of along prairie portage and and prairie portage, there are thimbleberries along prairie prairie portage, but th- at that line right there, things kind of change, and then like east of there you'll have thimbleberries, and west of there you have more blackberries um and i don't know what it is with the forest right there, but there then there's like oak trees west of there and there's less oak trees east of there um so there's there's some some type of change maybe in the soil or something like mm-hmm. that um but that's that's really where I kind of notice a difference in the plants but diff, you know I mean like different you know different times of the year I'll go to different areas like in the fall coming up I have places for cranberries you know like um so so over the years you know where I am kind of depends on where I found the most um things in the past and that'll change over the years you know because of course it'll always it's ever changing mm-hmm. you know so and so you you have this
0: a uh, wealth of experience over the years. At this point, where you have spots that you go to and you know what you're going to find, um, do you document that for your own purposes, or is that all just in your in your knowledge bank at this point?
1: It's pretty much just in my head. You know, I got I got a little bit saved, I guess, really, but not 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 much. You know, most most is just all in my mind. You know, it's information that I like to share, but Writing it down and and sharing it that way isn't isn't necessarily the way that I isn't my preferred method of sharing things I guess especially about knowledge that I've put a lot of work into getting mm-hmm. so which is which is everything out here well to an extent I mean I I'll share a lot of like I'll share all about what you can have and what you can do but but where it is you know on the other hand I mean that's something mm-hmm. that you, that's that's the exploration part you know and. That's that's the part that's that we're out here to enjoy, you know. And as it was actually Minnesota's thing was Explore Minnesota. At least it was when we were growing up. I don't know if it is anymore. Oh,
0: yeah, the, the, the hashtag or whatever. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Still is. Is it? Okay, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, you know, so I'm just following the rules. <laughs> <laughs> this was ingrained in my mind since I was a child. Well,
0: <laughs> you know, the spectrum of Explore Minnesota from the highways to the trails uh, like gravel and paved and and now canoe waterways and your type of exploration we were talking about earlier you don't need a path to tell you what to explore your your curiosity guides a lot of your exploration here and you gave if you wouldn't mind sharing your example about looking up and seeing a cliff could you share that again for me
1: oh yeah I just well when you look around there's a lot of things like you look at and when I first come up here I, I you know I mean the cliffs are beautiful from the lake, everything's beautiful from the lake, but when you see that that spot and if it's an open cliff, that also means that that you can if you climb that cliff, you can see an spectacular view a lot of the times even better than what you can imagine, you know so and and sometimes it's really a chore to find that spot, you know, and you don't always come out a winter you know, but, uh, when you do, I mean, it can really be worth it, you know, and, you know, when you're going up there along the way, I mean, you've got all types of things that you get to look at, you know, you could run into an animal, you know, you could run into a huge patch of berries, you could run into anything, you know, you could run into a huge quartz vein, I don't know, I mean, like, there's so many cool things up here that you could run into that, you know, and... And, of course, you know, you can overlook everything, too, you know. So, I mean, like, if you take the time to, to look and kind of just, you know, instead of just seeing things, to actually look at them and kind of appreciate it, you know, there's there's way more up here than, you know, it'll take multiple lifetimes to, to learn it all, mm-hmm. you know. So I just do what I can. <laughs> right. Yeah, and, and so you're, you know, you're guided by
0: curiosity a lot of the times, going around, seeing what you find, have you ever documented how far you're traveling while you're out here? Do you have you ever tallied up the miles, or
1: do you pay attention to that at all? Not, not so much. I guess I've, I, I, I kind of wonder in my mind about that too, because I don't know what an average person does in a day. You know, I mean, like. Do you travel what's an average day for a person fifteen miles, and you know like is that fifty miles as a crow flies or i it's it's tough to tell some some days I travel you know twelve hours you know like I'd imagine I do a lot of miles you know I mean if I'm averaging you know three miles an hour I mean if I'm doing you know thirty miles in a day sometimes you know other days you know I'll travel you know six hours eight hours. It's rare that I travel less than that though because like if i if i travel less than that i'll just stay at that campsite for another day and then i'll just do day trips around the area you know so like for me it doesn't make sense to travel less than that because it just like i cover i can cover that ground more efficiently in other ways right without uh, your gear right
0: and you, and when you're when you're spending that time sometimes it sounds like you may have a purpose like to forage and gather food but sometimes you may just be wanting to go check something out.
1: Yeah, but that's just as much of a purpose as anything else. Right. You know, I mean... Curi- Different purposes. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think curiosity is a good thing, you know. I mean, like, you know, what's behind that hill, you know, if there's a clearing behind them trees? I mean, there's obviously some type of opening. Is it a swamp, you know? Well, if it's a swamp, you know, chances are you might see a moose there, you know, because moose hang out in more swampy, so do, you know, a lot of bears and everything. So, I mean, like, you know if it's a swamp you see animals if it's a lake you know you get to see you know a lake or something and you know I mean you got the maps I guess to show you everything kind of now and stuff like that but I mean it's still you know the question's still out there you know what does the lake look like you know and
0: what does a swamp look
1: like what does a swamp look like yeah you know there's lots of questions and there's only one way to get that answer you know and that's to go out and explore it and You know, last year we had a really cool opportunity with the drought to get to a lot of places that you usually weren't able to walk to because it was usually, you know, muck, and last year it was dry. So, I mean, like, you could walk to a lot of places. This year, I was paddling through a lot of the portages in the spring. You know, I mean, it was crazy over by Lac La Croix. The water levels were just insane. Um, But I, I went over there specifically to to check out the water levels because it's it's another one of them curiosity things where you know that water level is higher and you know you want to see it especially them waterfalls in the spring you know i mean they were tremendous this year I mean, it was awesome you know um
0: any favorites that stuck out to you
1: yeah you don't seem like a favorites kind of guy. I'm not really a favorites type of guy. Everything has its everything has its own unique personality, you know? And I mean, like, just because it's bigger doesn't mean it's necessarily better to me, you know? I mean, like, I'll appreciate a small waterfall just as much, if not more, as I'll appreciate a big waterfall. So, I guess it's, it's the differences and the uniqueness, I guess, that I think makes things special.
0: Mm. I really appreciate that. And then you can see beauty everywhere. Uh, one thing that when we talked on the, the very first time, and I want to make sure I don't do this again, is we had this whole conversation and then I turned off the recorder and then you're like, oh, I guess I should mention something. I do this barefoot and we haven't yet to speak of that yet. So, uh, we're all barefoot today in tribute to you, uh, <laughs> Joe and I, wherever he's at swimming around in the water. Uh.
1: Well, did it start that way? I didn't start out barefooting. Um, I guess I think I started a couple of years into my journey here. And uh, the reason I... I think the first time I went barefooting was um, on the portage. I think I was on Alpine. And uh, I went... My grandpa had, was was either just... He was really sick or had just passed away. I think he might have just passed away. And I'd come back and... Um, <coughs> And he was a bear he did a lot of stuff barefoot and everything like that. So I was like, Oh, I'm gonna do this day barefoot and tribute to him and then I just ended up really enjoying it. But if you wanna talk miles, so my tribute that day was from Alpine over to Siegel up to Paulson, back around to French to Peter, through the church through the Chub, from French to Peter, through Gabby, up to Ogish and back to Alpine as a day trip. So that was, and I did that barefoot, that was my first day barefoot, and that was my tribute to People do to them, that and, as
0: like a three, four day trip.
1: Maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, just the, the spectrum of how you could travel that area.
1: Oh, yeah, like I put can, some miles on that yeah. day. Yeah. You do
0: lots of different ways, and that's how you did it.
1: Yep. Yep. So that's how it got me all started, and then ever since that, I just, it worked out, and then I used to wear them toe shoes, and then, the, well, I wear, you know, I just, I don't like wet feet, you know, a lot like wet feet, I don't like wrinkly feet you know it's just whatever I don't like so I wore them toe shoes and they you know it was still kind of nice because I could use my toe muscles and then the sticks would get in there and they'd tear them and I was buying shoes and I was like this is lame and uh, my feet you know they just keep getting stronger so I mean like win-win
0: yeah we we're s- setting up a, a a little grate for a fire and I think you kind of dropped the grate and caught it with your toes
1: yeah, it's like another set of hands, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. As long
0: as you're willing to learn how to use them. Right.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, yeah. And I think you said, yeah. If
0: you don't wear shoes. You can catch things with your feet. <laughs> <laughs> Which I i never thought about that until I witnessed that.
1: If our toenails curled around as hooks. We'd be able to climb anything. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: I don't know if you know this, but they do. Oh, do they? Yeah, if you I let them grow, grow long, long enough. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know about load bearing capacity, but <laughs> <No goals>. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Uh, yeah. So, so you do this barefoot, and it didn't start that way, but it's definitely the way you prefer to do it now. And you don't. You're not doing it to show off. That's very obvious. It's just part of the experience. And you do it five, six months out of the year. And I think the one of the things we didn't get to talk about last time, Mark, is, like, what, why do you keep doing it?
1: I think there's a lot of advantages. I think, I mean, like, I understand that that there's disadvantages to it. I mean, like, you know, sure, I can cut myself, I mean, and everything like that. But, like. I mean, all of it. Like. Like what, like, Why do you keep coming back? Oh, to, oh, like to the Boundary waters and everything? Yeah. Oh. Well. You can talk about your feet. We're also, no, I'm, no, no, I ain't worried about the feet. <laughs> this just something I do. This is normal to me. Uh, well, so is this, you know, it's just, this has just turned into a place that I like. It's, it's just turned into more of a home to me. I spend more time here than I spend any time else. So like, I don't know. I mean, like everybody else goes home every night, you know, and I just, you know. Sure, my you know I sleep in a different place all the time and everything like that, but that doesn't matter. You know, I mean, like, you know, they say home is where your heart is. Well, I guess my heart is everywhere here, and you know what? I'm okay with that. You know, because there's nothing wrong with spreading yourself around. You know, so I'm okay with it all. Yeah.
0: There's this feeling that I was having when we, you know, we've all been sitting out on these rocks just talking about our experiences and things all kind of related to the boundary waters and there's a feeling that I had very much of being of when you said that of being home like I couldn't be more comfortable anywhere than sitting on this rock with somebody I only know a little bit and obviously Joe but it feels as comfortable as somebody I imagine people feeling in their living room out here
1: is that kind of how it is for you I think that's a typical feeling out here, and I think people get that when they have conversations with each other, even in groups out here, as long as they take the time to do it, because the reason we're all out here is because we have something in common, and that's because we all we all love just nature in general not even necessarily this place but we just we love being outdoors and we love nature and that automatically you know makes us have something in common and we can focus on that and we do focus on that when we're here because we're enjoying it and we're appreciating it and i think a lot of the times when we're in town and stuff like that we we fixate on different things and it's not necessarily on you know what we're doing you know i guess we just focus on different things and up here our focus is on relaxing it's about being we're ourselves up here and we're all, we're all good people, you know, and we just, we're able to show it up here because what else, we you know, what else we got to do? It's just, it's nice. There's no reason to be in a hurry. It's just, it's a great spot to be.
0: I love it. The last, it is a great spot to be and, and we can't stay out here forever because winter comes, but we can stay out here as, as long as we want until then. The one thing I want to make sure I remember is you told me how I needed to eat those. Uh, what were those berries we were talking about earlier?
1: Which ones was that? The... the fuzzy ones. Oh, the hazelnuts? Yeah. How am I supposed to get into those? Oh, oh, just chew on the green part before you get into the hazelnut. It's just got a weird flavor to it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's got kind of, I don't really know how to explain it, kind of like sour, I guess. Um, but the squirrel didn't have to seem to have no problem chewing into it or anything. I figured it would be kind of a little bit bitter for that squirrel. But like I said, now that, you know, now that they're eating them, you know, they're ripe. Because, I mean, you can't really Here's on the one of them things. its I, I don't know how to tell if they're ripe. You know, they're inside of a green, you know, a green cone inside of a hard shell. Like, like how do you check that, you know? Well, I mean, like, if I watch the squirrels, it gives me sound of a of a clue that they're ready.
0: That's uh, a big key out here. I I've heard over the years too uh, that advice that if you look around at what the other animals are eating, the other mammals, it's a good cue of what you could probably eat. And you don't want to just go eating anything, but that's helpful to know when things are ready, and you utilize
1: that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Everything everything that you can use to your advantage just makes it that much easier. You know, the more you know, the less you have to carry. I mean, it's just. There's benefits to all of it, I guess I don't know. it's all about it's all about what you know, mm-hmm. but it takes a long time to learn. It's not something that you can just read and experience you know is a lot of it too. you know I mean, you can't just come out and expect to know something because you, you know I mean reading is beneficial but but experience is you know physically doing it is is the main part. Thanks for physically being
0: out here with. Us today. Uh, I can't think of a better way to meet up than on Brew Lake today. And I hope we do it again.
1: Yeah, cool. Yeah, this was great. Appreciate the opportunity.
3: Ah, the barefoot oh. paddler. What? Oh, the bear <laughs> buns, Freddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, made my cameo on that <laughs> discussion. Uh, really appreciate Mark sharing his story and meeting up with us, for one thing, yeah. taking, you know, coordinating that. And uh, I think safety is something that hopefully people take in mind from Mark, how he does things. It's not even the traditional way. It's in a way that I think is about pace. He just the way he moves through the forest has this rhythm to it. It's not that's like... a slow rhythm. Right. It's a very slowed
0: down, moving at the pace of the wilderness rhythm. Yes. That's it. That's it. He's not trying to pack all of his fun into a
3: week or two week trip. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's out there for so long. Yeah, it was great. It, I really appreciated uh, the opportunity to see the barefoot paddler on his turf because we both spoke to him. You in a recording studio, me on the phone a few times and he's just kind of almost a different person out here, you know? And definitely in his comfort zone and uh
0: I hope hope that you all enjoyed spending some time with him as much as we did. Uh I hope that when you take your shoes off and your socks off tonight and you look at your tender feet, you think about what they could handle after six months in the wilderness. Because we took our feet off. <laughs> no, we kept our feet on. We took our shoes off and spent the day with Mark and felt good. Mm hmm.
3: See, end of August for the podcast as we look down the lake. Beautiful summer evening, some pink in the sky. And one year ago, pretty much today, we were talking about fires and wildfires and uh, to be out here catching walleye on a net like this with some rain in the forecast. Things are looking all right, moving, moving into the fall. So these bugs are ferocious. Let's
0: get out of here, man. God, let's do it.
3: <laughs> Slip bobbers went down tonight.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just to sing when I paddle there. Feeling, not thinking, if the strokes are true, but we're gonna get through to the other side. Now out in the night, the waves beat the shore. You can hear 'em pounding. You can hear 'em. I like to sing, I love to dance, i play the fool if I got the chance All around the campfire light All around the campfire light All around, all around, all around the campfire light